RNZ National Friday means Critter of the Week, and I'm joined by Nicola Tuki, the CEO of Forest and Bird. Hi, Nicola. Kia ora, I had uh, I thought of you this week actually. I interviewed Peter Buchanan, who I n- know you know, <laughs> mycologist, yeah. fungi expert. And I've had some uh, mushrooms pop up in my garden, and I and I nature watched them, um, and someone confirmed they were edible. And I was really on the verge of eating them, and I said, Peter, I just I'm still <laughs> a little nervous. And he said, I don't eat anything that I find, no matter how sure really? I am. Yeah. So if Peter Buchanan New Zealand's um, authority on fungi is reluctant to eat anything that he finds in the forests, then I'm not going to eat these no matter how many people online tell me they're edible. That's what I've decided. Uh, uh, no, better safe than sorry, yeah. I say. Safe, <laughs> Particularly safe given the, given the news, news this week. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, I um, <clears throat> we obviously live next door to a farm and this time of year, we often get the big, um, my lovely neighbour will ring me up and say, I'll meet you at the back corner. And so she'll hand a bag of portobello mushrooms over the fence, you know, and they're like the size of dinner plates. Awesome. Um, my husband loves mushrooms. Guess he's a fun guy. Um, but <laughs> I don't know how many times you've tried that gag on me, Nicola. But I love it so every time. Many times. <laughs> uh, I actually had a moment of trepidation before I said it. Anyway, we'll just call that <laughs> my version of a dad joke. But... Um, I'm not a fan of mushrooms. So Peter Buchanan has now reinforced uh, my aversion to um, eating fungus of any description. So I feel I can I feel like I'll be doing the right thing by not eating them. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I'm that's, sure... that's how I'm feeling. And actually, um, I found another one uh, up north one summer, and I thought that, that looked pretty harmless. And I put it on, and someone said, oh, "No, that is a death cat mushroom." So <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like it yeah. just you feel like you just came way too close. Well, I like to look at them though, right? Like I saw we found a really cool basket fungus the other day, and which yeah. if you haven't come across, um, looks like the fruiting body of it um, looks like. The skeleton of a soccer ball is probably the best way oh, I can yes. use to yeah, describe yeah. it. Yeah, we've talked about it on Critter before. Yeah, uh, and you know, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to eat one, but I do find fungi fascinating. And so, you know, when you find one, it's like finding a wee treasure. Like, oh, because they just pop up out of the ground. Don't totally, they? So, yeah, and, oh, and grow very yeah. fast. What, what's been keeping yeah. you busy this week? Oh, I've had such a neat day today because um, I've been lucky enough to be over at Turanga, which is Christchurch's amazing library in mm. fact i don't spend enough time there have you ever been no <clears throat> it's incredible it's um it's the funnest library i think i've ever seen and you know i was up post coming out of the event that i've been to which i'll get to in a minute and you know there's <laughs> there's a, a whole lot of like grandparents and kids and, and parents and um tearing around looking at the books and then there's like giant lego and then there's like this this incredible big tree made out of um made out of wood ironically yeah. inside you know with things hanging off it and there's a music studio in there i i know because i've done um some of the doc podcasts out over at Turanga. It's like this just incredible um, place of of fun and learning and excitement. Anyway, I was there today because I was invited to um, open, give the opening remarks at the Speaking for the Planet um, Ōtutahi event, which is the coolest event where basically kids who've been um, uh, working on competitions for speeches about environmental issues. Yeah. 
and poems and his art and everything there as well, um, get to stand up and deliver their speeches. And then they, they, are judges, there's a judging panel there. So it's a bit like, you know, American Idol kind of thing. <laughs> and I watched the year sevens and, you know, so what's that? 12 year old kids. And they just had me captivated from, I've watched eight of those kids give speeches about everything from plastic pollution to organic farming to saving energy. And they were so compelling and so articulate. They got some great timing of jokes in there as well. And I just thought, <laughs> I've been so uninspired um, as we lead up to this general election, right across the spectrum, right? Yeah, yeah. Nobody has really moved me in terms of when you see politicians get up on the hustings and do their thing. And these kids had it nailed by 10 o'clock this morning. And I thought, gosh, that gives me a lot of hope. Yeah, that's good. That's just what you need sometimes, eh? Very good. It very totally good. filled up the cup, yeah. Um. Yeah, and for our credit of the week this week, we're talking about a credit that possibly won't inspire many people on first sight. I was saying it doesn't look <laughs> you watch your mouth. It doesn't look pretty. And can you think of a more dreary name than the common bag moth? Yeah, I mean we didn't we didn't really give it some great marketing, there, did we? we um, it needs a rebrand. <laughs> it really does. Uh, we could do better. I mean. I I love this critter. I remember finding them when I was a kid, uh, and I thought they were fascinating. But yet, common bag moth. Gosh, that's about how I feel at this midpoint of my life as a busy working mum. <laughs> we are a nation of common bag moths. <laughs> that's come on, New Zealand, do better. Let's yeah. just ourselves up a bit. So, um, but they have the coolest life history, and in particular, I love the the Māori backstory. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit as well. So, um, the scientific name of the common bag moth is Lyothula omnivora, and um, you might see them. They they're kind of I don't know, kind of like the length of your finger, and they are kind of look they are look like little bags that hang from trees, branches, um, fence posts. You might see the one hanging from your letterbox. Um, and wonder what they are. So um, in the Māori world, they are they are known as a, a, a whareatua, which is like a um, it's one one way of describing them. House of the spirit, kopi, which means to shut in, which I quite like, mm. um, or um, pu a rokatori, the the flute of rokatori, which is the, the the god of music, if you like, and the uh, Hine Rokatori is the um, is is responsible for the kaitiaki for the puturino, which is the flute. Now that really tickled me because at our centennial, when we had our dinner, we were really lucky uh, to have one of New Zealanders um, practitioners of kind of Maori instruments, including the puturino, Rob Thorne, um, yeah. kind of play and. Gosh, it's an incredible instrument yeah. if you've if you've not heard it before, because um, you kind of play it upside down, inside out, and sideways. Like it's quite <laughs> an incredible thing. Yeah. And the reason that um, the bag moth is associated with this um, is basically that um, the male bag moth was known as peer peepee and and could hear this uh, the the female bag moth um, kind of talking, and. Uh, he said to her, I love the sound of your voice, uh, you know, and fluttered his wings. And she said, I love the sound of your voice. Come and live in my cocoon with me and you'll never want to leave. So she invites him into her cocoon, her bag, and then squashes him at the bottom and lays her eggs on him to give her his, her baby something to eat when they hatch. Well, hang on a second. That was a nice story for a moment there. 
Uh, and you know, sometimes relationships don't work out the way <laughs> you think they will. <laughs> um, uh, very good. But, <laughs> so um, I kind of love that. I, I, I love a bit of a quirky ending. Um, so yeah, they if you uh, know what I'm talking about, you'll know that these little bags, they look like they're made of silk and sticks and bits of leaves. They they look like um you know hessian like like what coffee comes a coffee sacks. If you've been to yeah. a trendy cafe and they sometimes make the furniture out of coffee sacks or have them up on the walls or whatever, they're like like that and they're really really camouflaged. Um and you can tell which whether you're looking at a boy bag moth or a girl bag moth because like this males use de- debris all the way along the bag they just kind of chuck and stuff on it bits of sticks and whatever yeah that sounds familiar um, yeah <laughs> if my, my wife like, if my wife on. and i were um, each to make a bag i know which one would look better yeah that's right and the, and the females are much more polished um and the male females moth, got scented uh, candles burning in her one yep yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. About six hundred cushions thrown all around the place. Oh yeah, what's with it? anyway? I don't want to get started on that, but man, I hate too many too many pillows on a bed. Do you? When I stay in a hotel, I hate it. Yeah, you spend so much. That's time very boyish off. of you, if you don't mind me saying. Is that right? Yeah, I and think I so. also hate. I hate a springy pillow. If I get to a hotel or some accommodation somewhere and I don't have a flat pillow, I almost lose my mind. Anyway, <laughs> that's not about the bag moss. So the males are really interesting because they have this incredible big kind of black furry like mane. Like they look like a, a mothy lion, mm. which is very cool. Yeah. The the female does not. She might have a smart looking sleeping bag, but she has no wings and uh, the description is looks like a maggot and hence she never <laughs> leaves the bag. Why would you if you look like a maggot? Didn't want to leave the house. <laughs> I can't be seen like this. I look like a maggot. <laughs> Staying in this bag, and so and that is what they do. So um they never leave it, right? And um and I, I totally get that because, you know, on the, on the rare occasions that I stay out overnight and I have to sleep in a sleeping bag and you get up in the morning and it's really, really cold and you just want to shuffle around in it, you know, yeah, either either kind of like roll around or do a little bum shuffle or just take your feet out and sort of hop. Um, so you no no relatability to Jesse's life at all yeah. in this comment. He's just like stuck to silence. Like, okay, mate, that sounds interesting. <laughs> That's not how we do it in Greyland. But, <laughs> um, so uh, what is the larvae live in their bags, right? And they have three pairs of legs that could, they pop out the front and can wander around with in the, the their back legs if you like, uh, are basically just hooked onto the inside of the bag because they, they're not going anywhere. So they can move around, but they're carrying the bag with them. And then they, during the day, they just hide inside and, and close the close the top of it. They Got just it. don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the basically the life cycle works. I described it, you know, so um, in, in the Māori world, it's described so beautifully and chillingly uh, <laughs> earlier. But males come and visit the female moth and then they extend their abdomen into the bottom of her sleeping bag. Yeah. Bag. Not really a sleeping bag, but you get the idea. And then the, the female will lay eggs and then they die pretty much as soon as the eggs hatch. And then the larvae crawl out of the bag and um, over, over the plant, wherever the, it is that the, the bag's been hanging. And then they start the circle of life again. Start yeah, to spin beautiful. a bag around themselves. Love a circle of life story. Yeah. Why not? Why not on a on a lovely Friday afternoon? Um, 
Yeah, I suddenly thought of that scene in Lion King, actually, seeing you talked about how they had manes, some kind of crawling out to the top of the bag and yeah. doing some chanting, and, yeah, Circle of Life yeah. begins again. Yeah, that's yep, the one. That one. That's the one. Yeah. I wasn't going to do it after that um, one that went viral of that white woman in America singing it. Are you familiar oh, with that no, video? No. She's <laughs> really good, but it's just a bit unnerving. Um, yeah. Let's leave that there. How would you rate the attractiveness of the common bag moth on a scale of 1 to 10, do you think? Well, I thought about averaging up all of the different versions of a bag moth, right? So hairy, black, fluffy, lion, mothy. Maggoty. And then maggoty stuck in a bag, not coming out, and then bits of sticks just stuck randomly (laughs) around a bag. And I think if I average it out, I'm going to give it a one. (laughs) (laughs) That's the average. (laughs) Tough day. Tough day. She's really not going to leave the house now. (laughs) Sorry, bag moths everywhere. Yeah. Common bag moth, and people can see a photo on our website, rnz.co.nz slash jessie. Fantastic, Nicola. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jesse. Have a great weekend. Nicola Tuki, who runs Critter of the Week. Uh, let's be honest. <laughs> Time now for Wallace Chapman and the panel. Have a great weekend.